I have had many students sit in my office close to tears, or some have even been in the middle of a panic attack because they feel so overwhelmed with their schoolwork, extracurricular activities, family responsibilities, and then they also worry that they're not going to be successful or that they're not going to get into their dream college. I'll never forget, as one of the students sat in my office, she told me she didn't know how she was going to manage everything that she had to do. Her AP tests were coming up soon. She was a student athlete that spent every day at practice, at a game, or traveling, even in the summer. And in all of our previous conversations, I knew that she had aspirations of attending a top college. She had gotten herself worked up to the point that she was convinced she was never going to get into any college that she wanted to attend and that the rest of her life was going to be a mess. So she and her parents and I worked through multiple strategies to help them effectively manage their stress for her high school career and during that college search. Hey there, I'm Courtney and I'm the founder of Confused to College Ready. With over 15 years experience as a mental health therapist turned school counselor, I am bringing my experience and expertise to help you navigate the college search experience. My goal is to serve students and their families and unlock the secrets to college searching. Stay tuned. All right, so the first thing I want to say is that what we're talking about today with managing stress is not intended to replace any advice between from a doctor, a therapist, a counselor. Um, if you are dealing with any kind of mental health issues, I would strongly encourage you to seek out support. I was a, a previously a mental health therapist. Um, I no longer have that license. I am focusing on the college and career component and focusing on school counseling. Um, so I do have experience and history with that, but none of what we're talking about today is intended to replace the advice of that doctor or therapist. So if you are dealing with some things, you have a friend, a family member, your student is going through some things, please, please seek someone out to get some professional help. Also, if anyone who is listening to this at any point is ever feeling like you are suicidal, that you're not sure that you want to be alive anymore, or that you aren't sure if things are worth it, please, again, go to your doctor, contact the, go to the nearest emergency room. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline phone number is 1-800-273-8255. There also is a free crisis text line that's available 24-7. You can text HOME to 741741. And this is something that we, you know, we certainly take incredibly seriously. We want to make sure that everyone is well. Today, what we're going to talk about are some general um, stress management techniques and different things. Um, but if it gets to a point where you are feeling like um, you just don't want to be alive anymore, like I said, please um, seek out professional help. So, I just wanted to get the that information out there so that you all have it. Um, 
Let's talk about the definition of stress. So the Cleveland Clinic defines stress as a normal reaction the body has when changes occur, resulting in physical, emotional, and intellectual responses. Our bodies are designed to experience stress and react to it. We all deal with stress. We all have things that feel stressful. We all have things that might be overwhelming. Um, I know that it is. this is not something that is just limited to our teenagers as they are dealing with um all of the things that I talked about earlier with the student who had sat in my office and was crying. This is something that we all deal with. Um, when I was also doing some research on, on stress and looking at what I have done in the past and strategies that I've used, I also looked at NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Their website also talks about how stress impacts your entire body. Signs and symptoms might be things from headaches, trouble sleeping, changes in appetite, frequent mood swings, difficulty concentrating, and feeling overwhelmed. And I will tell you that with many of the students that I talk to that are feeling stressed, whether it is just that they have some general stressors or it's to the point where, like I said, the young lady that I referenced in the intro, um, that is something that is really important to pay attention to and that we want to be able to help our students and parents identify so that you are not feeling so overwhelmed. So today we're going to talk about five techniques that can help you with managing that stress. So number one is going to be identifying your stressors and identifying your student stressors and then knowing who your support group is. So as we look at the things that are happening, is there a particular time of the year that is more stressful? If your student is involved in an activity that is a sport that they play in the spring, or if they're involved in some type of fine arts, or they're involved in something where they are going to a competition and that competition season is at a particular time, that's going to be more stressful. That time of the year, that season is going to be more stressful than others. When we have students that are taking AP tests, those AP tests, the tests themselves, that's going to take place in May. As I'm recording this, it is the beginning of May and the number of students who are coming to see me because they are feeling overwhelmed about taking those AP tests it's increasing more and more. And so I'm having a lot more of these conversations about what can we do and how can we help support. Um, so identifying those stressors, is there a particular class that is overwhelming? Maybe a student does really, really well with their English, but math is a struggle or vice versa. And that particular class is something that is stressful to them. Maybe a topic that you that a student is covering can be a little bit triggering or it can be can feel overwhelming. So Knowing what those stressors are between life activities, life events, maybe there's anniversaries of that someone close to them had passed away, or it can be any number of things, but being aware of what those stressors are, knowing how much is coming, and then also knowing who that support group is. So for some people, that's going to be their friends, that's going to be maybe a specific tutor for a subject that is more challenging than another one. It might be parents and aunt and uncle, grandparents. It could be if there are more intense mental health concerns that are happening, that might be a therapist or a psychiatrist. 
The second thing, um, so number one is identifying those stressors, knowing who that support group is and accessing that support group. It might be also a school counselor. So number one, identify stressors and know who your support group is. Number two, make sure that students are getting enough sleep. Our teenagers need a lot of sleep every night and the number of students that are actually getting enough sleep are so far and few in between. Most of the time, students might have that extracurricular activity and then they get home in the evening and they are having to, um, they get home and they're doing homework and they are trying to make sure that they have time for friends and they're managing the responsibilities that they have at home. Now, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have those responsibilities at home or that they shouldn't be involved in different things at all. It just is that those are some of the things that happen and we have to help them navigate, and we'll talk about this one a little bit more in a minute, but we have to help them navigate how to balance that time. Um, so like I said, number three is managing time and looking at prioritization. Prioritization is such a huge critical factor for our students. They need to be able to learn how to prioritize their time, how to look ahead at the entire month, at the entire semester, most of the students that I work with that struggle with prioritization, um, when I ask them how are they keeping track of assignments, it's kind of a, well, I should remember it, or I'm gonna write that on my hand, or I just go check in our classroom, or I check PowerSchool, or I work on it if we have any time left over in class. And some of those things can be effective, but as long-term strategies, we really want to be able to help our students identify how they can prioritize and identify how they can better manage their time so that if they know that they have a huge paper due in um, on Friday of next week, they also have a math test and a Spanish test. And then they have their, for their fourth class, and this is with block scheduling, that they, um, that on Wednesday of that week, that they have a group project that they have to work on. That's a really intense week. Not all weeks are going to look like that, but that's a really intense week for our students. And so one of the things that we want to do is help make sure that they know how to, um, take those chunks and those bigger projects, assignments, tests, and quizzes and break down that studying into smaller parts and how they can really focus on prioritizing so that it's not all, we're not gonna be able to get everything done the night before that big Friday with multiple assignments and things that have to be completed. So number one, identify stressors and know who your support group is. Number two, make sure that your students are getting enough sleep. Number three, managing time and looking at prioritization. Number four is making sure that students are eating well and that they're exercising. Our brains need proper nutrition in order for us to be able to function. And that is such an important part. So you need to, and again, I am not a nutritionist. I am not a, um, a physical therapist or exercise physiologist or anything, just saying that we want to make sure that our students are eating well and also that they, if they feel overwhelmed, even just going for a quick walk or doing something small can help to re-energize and rejuvenate so that students can get back to focusing on the task at hand. Number five is that we want to set some goals. So this kind of ties in with the time management and the prioritization of 
what is our what are some deadlines so we have the deadlines from our colleges we have the deadlines that we're giving to um, people for recommendations and other things but what are some of our goals that we have for ourselves? are there particular volunteer work or volunteer projects that a student wants to get involved in is there a set time that they want to try and have the demographic part of their application done is there a set time that they want to try and focus on some other things what is it that our students are um, wanting to get done and when so that we can break some of those bigger projects down so let's say that we're working on the main assignment for a college application and the main essay and with that essay, we know that the essay is going to be due on, let's say, December 1st. And we've given ourselves a goal of having everything turned in and completed by November 15th so that we have some wiggle room. And what that means is that at the beginning of August, we know that we have from beginning of August until that November 15th deadline that we've given ourselves to break that essay down into smaller chunks. And so again, this with the time management and the prioritization, as we give ourselves some of those smaller deadlines and goals, and this is can also work with assignments, it's going to make it seem a lot more manageable. Or maybe we have a goal of completing an assignment or studying for a test. And so we have our Spanish vocabulary test that's coming up. And instead of trying to memorize 30 words at once, we're going to break that into our goal is going to be that we've memorized five a day. So we have in the week that we have 30 words that we want to memorize. And we're going to do five a day so that by the time next Sunday gets here, we know that we have memorized those and we're ready for our test. So a lot of the time it's setting some of those goals for ourselves. Any of our relevant podcast episodes for this, there are a lot of things where, we, where I've talked about, you know, prioritization, looking at setting goals, looking at... Um, looking at how to navigate staying organized and completing all of these tasks for the college um, application process and the college search process. I will link those in our show notes as well. And so right now we've got, let's go through these five techniques. And then I actually have a sixth bonus one that I just could not pass up. So we're going to get a bonus tip in here too. Number one, we're going to identify our stressors and know who our support group is. Number two, we're going to get enough sleep. Number three, we're going to manage our time and look at that prioritization. Number four, we're going to exercise and make sure that we're eating well. That's number four. And then number five is set goals. So our bonus tip number six is going to be to use some different coping strategies. One of the things that is really um, near and dear to my heart is being able to focus on mindfulness and relaxation. And that is something, whether it be yoga, whether it be just some deep breathing and being able to reflect on things, listening to music, journaling. There are so many different coping strategies that are available, and I will probably end up doing a full episode on those um, in the future to be able to break that down even a little bit more. So using some of those coping strategies, 
These are incredibly important and helpful things. So I would absolutely um, love to hear from you all. I'm going to go over these one more time, but I would love to hear from you all about some of your strategies and techniques that you've used to manage that college stress. So we've got our top five techniques plus our bonus. So number one, identify stressors and know who your support group is. Number two, make sure that you are getting enough sleep. Number three, manage your time and look at prioritization. Number four, exercise and make sure that you're eating well. And number five is setting goals for yourself. Number six is going to be use some of those coping strategies. So thank you all so much for listening. If this episode has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you would leave a review and share the episode on your social media so that it can help someone else. Additionally, we have a brand new Facebook group where we are going to be sharing information, trainings, all of the pieces. We would love for you to um, to join us. If you go to our website, it's confusedtocollegeready.com forward slash group. And we would love to have you join us and be able to ask any kind of questions that you have in that group. And then the last thing that we have is please don't forget about our free guide on how to start or expand your college search. That website, if you go to, it is confusedtoready.com forward slash how to start. I hope that this has been helpful and I hope that you have a wonderful week. And until next time, I'm here to serve you and your student. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Confused to Ready and download our free guide on how to start or expand your college search at confusedtoready.com forward slash how to start.